the Podjectivity Network. People have sex. It's not going to stop. That the president of Horny Incorporated was... <gasps> well, this ties into... Horny Incorporated! One thing we didn't talk about much, and I don't... You've got so many notes, Dan. I'll I try can't and, wait to hear all I'll your try notes! And, try and huh? keep this brief, but... So excited. I might edit all this out. Okay. I just wanted to... One of the things that... Some of the things I left out. All right. You can, you can say on face value that Playboy... Hustler, these type of magazines are exploitative and not good for women. But they did outrage the moral, you know, conservative sort of yeah the uh, type of folks oh, that are essentially, uh, in my mind, behind. Jesse Helms. Yeah, and also back in the day, seventies and eighties, the same ideology that just refuses to die. That led to the overturning of Roe v. Wade recently. So the fact that those magazines on some level represented a pushback against that repressiveness and and uh and made a statement about when you talk when you were talking about ownership of your personhood like I'm sexy, I'm sexual, I enjoy sex, I'm going to not be ashamed of that. I'm going to as a matter of fact, I'm going to pose and it's going to be on a centerfold glossy photo that you can hold open like this and admire, you know, for the whole world to see. And there's something powerful about there's something powerful about that. Um, but it's it's on whose terms though. Right. The terms matter. Mm-hmm. The terms the terms matter. But I'll conclude my my thoughts just on on the the religious element of this and what's frustrating to me about it as I see relig- religious influence continue to impose itself on you know um, government matters, mm-hmm. legal matters, and that is that there is such a it's so frustrating for me when someone tries to assume a position of authority based on this old inherited sort of narrative that comes from their religion. Like when God is your alibi, you can never be wrong. Mm. You can you never have to be accountable for anything really because he's got your back. Mm-hmm. And no argument can stand up against you or you really don't need to entertain any contrary point of view because you're speaking from a higher authority. And the whole idea of democracy Mm -hmm. is that there is no higher authority than our collective perspective. Like we, it is up to us to decide how we govern ourselves and we have to justify our behavior to each other. Mm-hmm. We have to answer for what we have done to each other. And when you bring God into the equation, you're 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 giving yourself this sort of, in my mind anyway, false 
pedestal to look down upon and dictate to people who are trying to speak to you on, you know, just on even terms. And as it relates to the way that we're actually having to deal with life on the ground here, you know, uh, that's about as well as I can do. That makes beautiful sense. I agree with that almost 100%. And I've, I'm going to save it for the end. Okay. If God is on I've, your side. This is the thing I've thought about the most Ooh. since last Friday. But we're not going to talk about it now. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Because we have to build to it through the notes. Give me half a second to say. And through the reactions here. If God is on your side, it's never a fair fight. Mm-hmm. Ever. But that's how cults are born. And that's how polygamy is born. Great. Oh, segue machine, Chris Adams. So that we are we need to build to that because that is the single concept that I have spent the most time since last Friday thinking about. And we'll get to that. And I don't mean like consensual polygamy. I mean like hyper crazy. Chris, I get it. You're okay. a segue machine. <laughs> because you started your essay talking about being agreeable above all else and so on. And I've dropped this in the text thread. If you want to see real life Handmaid's Tale that really happened on American soil and not that long ago, like in the 2000s, Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey is on Netflix. Dude, it's I the have story watched, I of have Warren watched, Jeffs yes. and the FLDS. Dude, listener, it's out there on Netflix. And, and the point I'm going to make Disturbing. is two-sided, I suppose. That was difficult to watch. Fucking. That was. Yes. We we went past it a bunch of times and Laurie was like, we can't not watch this. This is too good. And it was. It was. It was some of the darkest shit you can imagine. And it really. And it was true. And that was the hardest thing to square with it is it was true. This wasn't a made up story. Can you give a quick gist uh flds uh warren jeff's father some old dude Mm -hmm. uh broke away from the latter-day saints from the regular lds the latter-day saints the mormon church uh based primarily on his desire for rulon jeff's rulon jeff's was warren's father and he broke away from the lds to keep his desire and perhaps some other men of his type keep their desire for polygamy, uh, for multiple wives. And as you watched it, as I watched it anyway, and this is this tears the top off the can, I guess, right here. This is the beginning. Um, all the way back to the God episode. Ever since we did our God episode, I've been a little disappointed in myself that I didn't come into that prepared enough. I just couldn't wait to ask, hey, do you guys believe in God? And like, this is going to be great pot. And I just didn't have much, I didn't have much to say. I, I, I really hadn't given it much thought. Just on the fly. We certainly all had some hot takes about things, but as I watched that unfold, like with everything I do, and like you're going to hear tonight, 
I'm trying to make a case for you. Much like your dad, maybe. I'm trying to make a case for this. How the fuck do people follow this? And, and, and there it goes. It goes from there. My case making. And so this was a, I guess, a commune, for lack of a better word. Uh, there were a number of men with multiple wives. Rulon Jeffs had the most wives. And Rulon Jeffs got to like be the... upwards of 50. Yeah, Rulon Jeffs got to be the, uh, the, the general manager of it, to put it in sports terms. He got to decide who married who. And it was all through various steps and stages of like how you've progressed in the faith and how you've done with your families and all that sort of thing. And you had to sort of earn it. And uh, yeah, so if your daughter got chosen, even if she was as young as 14, 15, yep. what an honor. What an honor. And then you'd get, he would decide who went where and who married who. Mm-hmm. And then the, the really special ones, <laughs> if he squeezed your hand a certain way when he met you in the line, when you like were, when you were offering yourself, or what was that called? You, you came out or you, the giving or whatever, it had some name. If he squeezed your hand a certain way, something stupid too, like three times. Three times, fool. That meant he wanted to marry you. And so you married this 75-year-old fucking guy, and that was your first sexual experience as a little girl was to fuck this elderly man and hopefully have a baby to then enter this system. Okay, so then Rulon Jeffs, he's eventually going to die and he told the congregation the whole story was that I'll never die. I am God. Right. I am the voice of God, and I will be reincarnated. So the son of his mm-hmm. that ended up looking the most like him, which as a young man, if you Google Warren Jeffs, it looks like a basic white nerd. Uh, he's got some 80s glasses. Uh, I don't think his teeth game is all that strong. He's scrawny. And um, everyone was confused when the elder died yeah. because they're like, wait, he was supposed to be. His 67 wives were all like at his bedside. Everlasting. And he died. And they're like, this can't happen. He said this wouldn't happen. It's just going to take a large room, I would think, in that last moment. Like, all right, everybody in. It was a warehouse. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude. Wives. Exactly. Keep it coming. And you think you're joking. Tail of, tail of the line. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we no. got room everybody for in. Everybody. Every- Every he hasn't died yet. Do we have everyone? <laughs> Every single night, all 60-something of his wives had to pass through his room, and he would like give them a hug or say goodnight or something. Every fucking day. So to, in the interest of keeping this shorter, so then Warren Jeffs gets a hold of this thing, and he, he does what humans do, so is he takes it to the next level. And he Warren. doesn't... And Rulon Jeffs... As gross as this all is, he was smart enough to keep it sort of in the boundaries of like, this is about family Mm -hmm. and this is about our way of life and this is the outside world doesn't understand us. And he kept it besides the 60 some wives and fucking teenagers (laughs) for their first time. In some kind of box. A little bit. Yeah, there was. um, Are we talking about respectability somehow? Like trying to make this all seem. Because his son. Above board. And now to put it in in an analogy that we can all understand, he sort of Donald Trumped it a little bit. He like, it has to be so terrific. He made it bigger. He made it weirder. He took it. He took it to the next level. And he built a temple. He married pets. 
It, I got to stop talking about this. The point is, is I tried to make a case for this. And I looked at it and I'm like, all these people care about, these poor, poor, misguided people, all they care about is family and procreating and so on. But it's just the way you get there is so fuck. You're, you're not seeing the forest for the trees. You're not seeing how fucking wrong what you're doing is for your values of all that matters is family and procreation and our, our God and our beliefs. Okay. Because I could talk about this for another hour of how it went down. Yeah. And he fell prey. Warren Jeffs, Rulon Jeffs kind of stayed out in the country and kept it respectable, if you will. But Warren Jeffs, he liked earthly pleasures. He liked motorcycles. He liked sports cars. He liked Vegas. He liked his, like to take some of the wives on vacation to these places. And they didn't just wear like the frock. They wore like sexy clothes and stuff. It's, dude, it's so deep and so devious and so crazy. To put a bow on it, it all came tumbling down and he went to prison. I think he's out now and I think some people still follow him. Is that a happy ending? One of the My, one of the things that bothers me the most, and I think this is systemic, if you have any faith at all in sort of, okay, so we believe some things physically are passed down through genetic heritage, right? Like uh, predisposition to have heart disease or things that you can't necessarily control. These women outnumbered him 60, 70 oh, to 1. Oh, he just added on. And he inherited all of his dad's wives. So. And then added more. If so he, they're, they, ew. When he died. His mother, his stepmothers, basically. They, his, like, yes, his yes, stepmothers. Gross. And they woke up the next morning and were like, congratulations, your new husband is Warren Jeff. Is your son. Yeah. Great, great job for you. Yeah. So my question is, these women... Could have taken him out easily. Wait a minute. Easily. Did he literally marry his mom? One of them would have been his mother. Hard. Unclear. I don't think they. Right. I don't think unclear. he married Good his question. bio. Unclear. Not his biological mom. I don't think. Although right. they didn't clarify. I think the psychological imprint of this passes down, not just through the Latter Day Saints, but for instance, women like I was talking about in this very lengthy essay that I wrote who basically deny their own right to personhood mm -hmm. by serving others at the expense of their, their own being basically serve, serve, serve. You're to not answer God. You're call, not worth anything unless you're you. serving others. Uh -huh. Like that's the bottom line. I think that is almost like genetically passed down like that belief system. If I may really quickly, what I think this preys on Two, uh, and we probably won't get to this, but when we were floating ideas about what are we going to talk about with Pod, I talked about identity. Mm -hmm. And uh, in a conversation I was having, I think, with a different friend around that subject, uh, he made the comment that, you know, it just seems like a lot of people just want a good coach, be in a good program, just have a plan you know, and a, a, f a sort of a formula that they can follow. And and there is not not in every person, but that but it but a, 
an, an organization like that, or like what you're describing, it does prey upon the, hey, this is all you got to do. And, and you're, you're going to be fed approval for doing things exactly this way. And as long as you do things in this manner, you will be provided for, you will be cared for, mm-hmm. you will be... And you'll go to heaven. Right. However it is that you reinforce that, but just it's something that, you know, you have to be on guard against or think about a little bit what you give up to mm-hmm. be a part of something. And what is it that makes a person willing to give up so much just to have that mm-hmm. security? And I would say that for a, a large swath of women, they don't even know what they're giving up because they have this sort of mentality passed down to them, not even outside of this cult thing, just in general society. Right. That you had no choice. You were born in it, they and that's all you knew, and then you just continued it. There was no choice. They but. Yeah, they don't know what they're giving up. As an extreme example, you guys know a lot of my great aunts, grandparents, on and on, were like nuns who worked with lepers, Mm -hmm. gave up their lives to go be a cloistered nun. Mm -hmm. Teachers, nurses, just constantly in careers of giving, sacrificing, Mm -hmm. sacrificing, sacrificing. So it's almost like to have other women lift you up out of that and say, no, 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 no. You don't have to, to, to serve others to be of value. You don't have to raise children to be a valuable person. Just you on your own, mm-hmm. whatever you choose to do, that's value in and of itself. That's like a new, it's almost like a new thought form for a lot of women Probably threatening to, you know, the older demographic, too, whose identity is so... Oh, for sure. It puts cracks in the cement structures of these old school religious philosophies of like, no, you actually are here in service to us, in service to families, Mm -hmm. in service to others, women that's your primary job your identity and your like personhood is secondary Mm -hmm. so i feel like this is as you said the big one because it's like everything Mm -hmm. it's families it's government it's it is it's identity it's not just reproductive rights silver lining and then we'll move on from the show (laughs) even in this culture in this world how do things like this crumble, though? Is Some of these women that were brought up in this mm-hmm. never saw the outside world. They still fucking knew it was wrong somehow. Ah, they're, they're I love that. Goosebumps, man. Mm-hmm. Their, their spines told them, like, this is fucking wrong. This is wrong. It's, something's wrong. And that's, how it, that's, how the be- that's the beginning of it, crumbling. Besides all his financial malfeasance and all the other shit, you know, like how they got Al Capone. It's never about like the crime. It's like the tax evasion that gets you. It's fucked up. He, they got him on a bunch of financial things. The icing on the cake was they finally got tangible proof of all this. They found the records. They found the records of teenage girls getting married to adult men. 
they found evidence of him molesting. I mean, what do you call this? It, it's, I got to stop talking about that. That show is amazing. The whole reason I bring it up is we started off tonight talking about the everything's a 12 media we have. And I would encourage on the heels, I've said it in a couple of ways in a couple of places that we got to stay calm about this. And I'm, I'm surprised. I thought when this happened. Telling an angry woman to calm down is always a great move too. Good move. <laughs> good move. I thought that you, when this happened, I thought you were going to be burning up the text thread and like I wouldn't be able to read and fast enough. It was just going to keep pouring in. No, man. I'm I was like, not surprised. Here comes the reaction. Here How could anyone be surprised? No one was surprised. And what I would suggest is that our media is very dutifully trying to turn this nation into some kind of handmaid's tale. And I'm telling myself and I'm saying, don't fall for it. This nation is not a handmaid's tale. That is a handmaid's tale. FLDS, that's handmaid's tale. Right. Our nation is not handmaid's tale. We are not made of that. We are reasonable fucking people that grew up after the dark ages and are just trying to do what's right and are being, as you put it a moment ago, without God, we are, we're judged by our, each other. We keep each other in check. So that's, that was my first hot take. As soon as you said agreeable, blah, 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 my brain just went FLDS, FLDS. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because mm-hmm. that's what was bred into those people. And so that's. Yeah. And maybe I can let the media off the hook now for the rest of the night. Like. No way. But I'm I'm trying to keep that in my mind is like. Yes, this is a big deal, but we got to stay calm. We got to keep our wits about us here and not. Not flip out. You can't freak out about this. All right, that's the show, everybody. <laughs> now, I, I kind of agree uh, about not flipping out, and yet there is like the subconscious rage that's sort of like... It's tempting. The you temptation. Can't, you, you can't bring... You can't bring outrage into a courtroom, though, because a courtroom is like a laboratory for justice. Or an operating room. Yeah, it's supposed to be a place where, you know, the rational perspective rises above everything else has the last word. Mm. Not to say that, you know, I think what you did in your essay is you were able to distill a lot of strong feelings and anger into some very sharp points and and present it just like Dan was advocating in a collected sort of focused way that doesn't sound like, well, there's that hysterical woman, you okay. know, just not being able to handle a little Setback. S- sensible governance or whatever it is. <laughs> governance no i mean what i think is important is i should read this because it it struck me when i read it and i took a picture of it and i'm going to read it now because he says it better i loved your conclusion too of that that parable of the old man in the field and Mm -hmm. the horse and his son i've heard that too one of my favorite stories yeah it's a really that's a good way to put it is just hey day by day here maybe just Everybody settle down. 
Everybody stay calm. Always tell a woman to settle down, too. Yes, Great and move. the, the last, move. but the, yeah, just. Always the, works. The last <laughs> thing to do here is to flip. Like, just. This is the, the quote that got me focused on what I should be focused on. If you find yourself arguing with a pro-lifer about whether mm. a fetus is a human mm-hmm. life, then you've already fallen for their rhetorical trap. The issue at play is bodily autonomy, not whether abortion means the end of a life. That's irrelevant. If a person came up to you and told you they were going to die unless you carried them around on your back for nine months, it would not be murder to refuse them. That quote did something for me where Mm -hmm. I was like, stay, shift your focus to what is actually the issue. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about whether when a fetus's life begins and when it doesn't. Mm -hmm. The fact is, if Andy said, I'm going to move into your house, I'm going to be there for 10 months, it's going to make you physically ill to have me there. And then after that, for the next four years, you're going to have to wipe my ass, feed me, spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on me, and then I'm going to live there for the rest of my life until I feel like leaving. And I'd be like, yeah, we're doing that already. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you get to choose. Right. You get to choose. The thing about that quote that I got stuck on was, you know, and uh, from a pro-life perspective, or whatever is problematic is that the person who comes to you and says, I'm terminally ill, I need to be carried, nobody would argue that that's a life. That's a living person mm-hmm. with a need. True. Whereas the bundle of cells that, however you phrased it very well. It's not a fanny pack. I, yeah, I think I called it a belly pack. Yeah, belly pack of cells. You're belly packing it. I think it was a verb. You were belly packing it. But, a yeah. Gerund, perhaps. Those are, those are, to most, I think, rational people, not the same thing. Mm-hmm. But how do you define the difference? And where does life begin? And that whole messy question, to want to engage in that, to try and think about it and have somebody on the other side say, God defines it as this, everything Mm -hmm. else is wrong, is maddening. Because they've excused themselves from from the dialogue, like I was saying before, and are lording proper use of that good word yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great word uh lording their position which is no position really because it's not theirs it's just an inherited perspective that they don't have to really defend and you're asking them to engage in this question who told you that why do you think this they don't have to answer they, and that feels to me almost criminal hmm. for, or or just irresponsible on some level. Like, I am trying to talk to you. I am trying to, you know, get you to give me some kind of reason that I can understand, that I can relate to, that serves this mm-hmm. question that we're considering. And you're not giving me anything except telling me I'm wrong without a defense. Let's prove the hype machine wrong. We can talk about this. And then like, no, we can't? Well, fuck. It also, get, yeah, it's like... The, what do we got here? What, what are we doing here? My dad and I talked about this too because we were talking about 
Oh, someday we were talking about abortion or something. And he was saying, again, the slippery slope. Always with the slippery slope. If you um, want to try to define when life begins, when does it actually begin? Is it in the sperm? Because then condoms are also outlawed. Birth control is out. If you consider yeah, the now you're in the Catholic zone. If like, you consider the potential, that's, that's right. If, if you you're going to be hardcore, if you consider the potential for life as greater in value than existing life, mm. that's well religious yeah. authority of mm-hmm. saying God's will. Sperm and egg count equally or more the, yeah. than existing lives. The business of controlling people doesn't really or historically hasn't allowed for a whole lot of nuance is part of the problem too. You know, like how do we as an institution uh, discourage premarital sex other than telling people that they'll go to hell if they do it? We'll do that. But then we'll also just say you're not allowed to abort under any circumstances. But what about if the mother's like, no, no circumstances. It's black or white. The laws have to be absolute so that we just have a line that we can hold clearly. And that's a, that's a faction of this. And, and that bigger than you think. And that way of thinking just doesn't translate, like you were saying in your essay, to the modern dialogue way of thinking about that we 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 should i think it's a it's a mark of evolution that we can make more and more room for nuanced conversation and and have these discussions about well what circumstances might it be more permissible than other circumstances or talk to me about your reasons for not allowing that or you know just uh you know, accepting the complexity Mm -hmm. and the different dimensions of issues rather than, you know, it's hard to legislate. It's hard to put into law. It's easier to just say, no, yes. You guys. I don't really understand why men's role in pregnancy isn't more talked about. Mm. Like we were there too. I I just don't get it. If, if someone's going to say, if the government is going to say, you're not allowed to, X regarding sex, then equal parts, male and female. It, it takes two. Where's you the penalty for the for the man? In there? I don't get it. Like it's hard to enforce child support. I get mm-hmm. that. It's hard to prove. Uh, maybe it's not hard to prove who the father is. Most what I heard through my extensive pod listening that I will not fact check is that. The, ma- the majority of people getting abortions. God said so. <laughs> yeah, God said it was okay. The majority of women getting abortions already have children. They're mothers. Mm. And they don't want an additional child because they already mm. understand the financial and emotional responsibilities. Mm. They just don't they don't want another child. So I feel like the stereotype that we all have in our heads of why people get abortions probably is false. And for the government to say, you're not allowed to do this, 
most of those women probably know who the father is. And so if they were prohibited Mm. Mm -hmm. from terminating a pregnancy that they didn't want, then the father... Like, I don't understand why these babies aren't just going to the father if the mother doesn't want them. I don't get it. Why isn't that like an option on the table? Right. Like legally. Yes, legally. If the mother opts out and it's like, you can't give me an abortion. I'm not keeping the baby. It goes to the father. That's like option two. She's not. She can't get. an abortion. Yeah, we don't have that, do we? She can't get an abortion. So. Doesn't want the kid. Option two is goes to the father. That's the default. Or I don't get it. Why isn't that even discussed? Well, there's there's adoption agencies or places where the where the child could go where uh, from the for the, from the father's perspective, if he didn't want it either, he shouldn't have to be but raising why is a child. The, why is, I don't know why it's not the why, the options yeah. are always mother keeps the baby or she gives it up for adoption. Why isn't option two give it to the father? I don't understand that. Like, I've never understood that. There's a there's a leap there that we're making that you got to have the baby. There's two people that have the the baby. Are we in like a trying to watch the game kind of? (laughs) I don't know. Like, I just don't. I don't understand why it's never talked about. Interesting. Two people make a baby. It takes two to make a thing (laughs) all right. You know what I think? Yeah. Woo. Uh. One of the one of the big problems, and probably the source of a lot of female outrage about men making decisions for them in terms of what you know they're going to do with their bodies or experience in their life is like, and not the fuck the patriarchy. We'll never know what it's like, what it does to a, your body, your spirit to have to grow a child inside of ourselves you know the the burden of that the even if it's a gift on some level like you fucking swell up your senses get all weird your morning sickness whatever else there's just any any number of things about that that can make it terribly unpleasant and then women who give birth and then after they've given birth, their fucking hip is never the same or they're, you know, uh, just the infinite list, the infinite list of all of those things that, that a man is just saying, deal with it. Even though I really have no idea what I'm asking you to do, Mm -hmm. but do it because I think it's the right thing to do. It's presumptuous in the worst way. It's presumptuous in the worst way. This is good questions. I want to keep this moving in some fashion because, we, or the pot will be 21 hours long or nine months long. I do hey appreciate now. you saying that because it's true. It's horrible. Do you guys have anyone in your lives who hold that hard line? Is uh, there anyone still in your life that's like life uber alles? No, <laughs> no uh, mother's health, no rape, no incest, none of it. Do you know I anybody pro- who's I like that? I probably do, but we don't talk about it. You probably do. I have many, several, we'll say Trump voters, mm. um, okay. opponents to immigration. If hard, I have people like that in my, I'm hardcore sorry. Hardcore Catholics. Mm-hmm. That Mary Higgs. Most That's my answer. Yeah. That's my mom. Probably. And I. Uh, rape? It's delicate 12-year-old territory. Rape? Well, I got to, t- I got to, we don't talk about this often. 
so I can't give you the nuanced version, I guess. Yeah. Hey, but mom, what do you think of twelve year old rape? That's uh, <laughs> over breakfast. I'm gonna say that was that's my upbringing, and I believe that would be her position: is the life, the life of the unborn, Uber Alice, and I. I don't even, I know the Uber Alice is a fun way to put things, and I don't want to try to smear my own mom that way. But that is, her position is that strong. It well, is Uber Alice. It is that intense, and she is a single issue voter. And if you would have told me in the 80s that my mom was going to vote for Donald Trump someday because he was pro life, I would have I fainted, or, you know, what, how, do you fin- how do you finish that? What's the punchline? Uh, and she did. He's pro pro-life she's a single issue voter she will die a single issue sure. voter it's, you, it's just how she feels and unders- you can't talk her out of it and do you guys understand that i'm not gonna try the irony of pro-life versus pro-choice hmm. and pro-choicers are talking about the woman and pro-lifers are talking about the baby no, that was like even in the fucking made, yeah. phrasing yeah. but i think like mary higgs being a product of her times that's right yes and and she's happy and also as she, a she was a one b- boundless happiness yeah. she was yeah yeah well ignorance is bliss not the, she, not, that's a, that's a harsh term but uh but she was a wonderfully responsible mother she'd be an incredible podcast oh my god Ooh. after she got over like what's this and i'm pointing at a laptop yeah she, it right. would be unbelievable we should try it sometime actually i don't know i'd man. be down I don't know. It reminds me of the <laughs> cloister. Know. I'll let you finish in half no, a second. Sorry. It reminds me of that cloistered nun who's a distant cousin of mine who my mom went to go visit with some of her brothers and sisters who is behind essentially bars. Like she can't, she doesn't leave. Everything that she receives in terms of mail or news is looked at before she receives it. Articles are cut out. This is happening now? Yes. Like Headlines. Where? Modern news stories are cut out. She gets to look at recipes. She gets to look at gardening things. Where is this? It's somewhere in Michigan. As long as they're not subversive recipes. She's (laughs) barefoot. That's right. She is barefoot. She is um, content and happy. And And that's a strong program, the security of all of that. I mean, just having... Such a clear path, and, and I mean, yeah, it's, it sounds nuts on some level, but it does. It's, it's but to that appeal. That but at the same time, she doesn't want freedom. She doesn't want women's lib. She doesn't want. How old is she? To go make her way in the world. Uh, over forty. Oh, okay. Oh, she's she's, she's not like elderly. She's a nun. She's, okay. Yeah, she wants to give her yeah. life to God. I'm not going to try to talk her out of it. No, but it's sort of like... I and mean, you that, shouldn't either. Obviously, no. that's an extreme no. comparison to your mom, but it's like, she's content. She knows her We're gonna role. She's a wife. And when your dad died, content with memories, I'm sure, and being a, a good mom and being a homemaker and being a grandma, and like, that's enough. Yep. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I love no. being a mom. But the no. problem, I love it. The problem is, though... When you're doing something righteous and whatever you're doing becomes the only way That's right. to be, period. As soon as you say, I love this so much, everyone should love it, and I'm going to prevent them from having any other options. That's, yeah. 
obviously wrong. And and putting things in terms, framing a debate like saying things like, "Well, I believe life is sacred." And and having it be that simple, like in the mind of Mary Higgs and many many others mm-hmm. like her and of that time, like that was just an expression of the way that she cared for you and your brother. She walked that walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, she treated you with great love and concern and care, and she did her neighbors, and that was a way of life. She absolutely walked the walk. Yeah. Aww. That's no shit. Yeah, so... Uh, but... But... To... To define then... You know, what life, where it starts, mm-hmm. and and uh, and and have to simplify it, you know, to sort of justify your own righteousness and on I, some level is is too bad because because you know you don't want to vilify vilify people necessarily who are otherwise doing the right things so in my living the right way in my in my uh imploring everyone to stay calm you can see my mom's position just turn on the tv or check out youtube and you'll find someone vilifying that position and suggesting that those people are somehow less than fully human or something. And I've got this unique perspective because that's who my mom was. That's what I was taught, is that the life of the unborn uber alles is, is... So I have this compassion for it. I have this deep, deep compassion for it. And that does... It rubs me the wrong way when I mm. hear it. People like that being run down because, by God, they're happy. And... The, the, the diversity of ideas yeah. includes those ideas, mm. and we gotta, we gotta stay calm, I, and we gotta work with this. I love this in some fashion for you because your whole embodiment up to this point has been: people are free to do whatever the fuck they want, and I, you cannot put limitations on people's freedoms. But I, then to have this other. Mm, philosophy of life is sacred mm-hmm. from the time that it begins, mm-hmm. which when you start the clock is debatable, but you are raised to believe you start the clock as soon as the sperm hits the egg, right? If, if not before, because contraception is contraception. Against, against dogma. It's against the church, which yes. is another layer. It's not just Every God. Every sperm it's the church. is sacred. Oh, what a rip. <laughs> But I feel the same way. I also feel life is sacred and it's undeniable. I don't know when life begins. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. My, I have a tendency to think, I, again, in this argument, it doesn't matter. That's not what the argument's about. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to this other place, I have a tendency to think if the baby's outside of the human's body and doesn't need a host it's not viable and and it's a life but it's not a human life it's a it's a promise of a human life but 
I will say it's hard to hold those two things and have them both be right. But it is. Life is sacred. Life is precious. It should be protected and preserved. That's right. Also, people are free to do whatever the fuck they want and no one should put limitations on them. Also right. It's two right things Well, that are seem to have this Venn diagram in opposition in this little tiny space where abortion is. Yes. It is. Isn't it something? If I it may. It really is. This is the yeah. big one. If this I'm, is the big one. Life is sacred is one of those things that's thrown out that's an opinion that's stated like fact. I love cheeseburgers, though. Like. I mean, that, that's not human life, but <laughs> animal life. No. Maybe a little less sacred because I do like eating animals. Right. And and it's one of those things that feels true that you you risk, you know, if you question it, looking like a horrible person. If you're like, well, is, is life really sacred? Oh, my God. Uh, you know, um, wow. Or is life just life? <laughs> it's an interesting take. And and Carlin made the point oftentimes, you know, where are these pro-life people after the child is born and they need health care and they need all right. sorts of other social support, mm-hmm. but nowhere to be found because life is about survival of the fittest and I need more for me and you can fuck yourself. Oh my and God. The nature of life. I didn't expect to question whether life was sacred tonight, but I am questioning it. Well, that's almost like the, it's a, what the question it's leading to is are, is human nature, are, are we nothing but holy you know, sort of saintly like my characters that are bestowing this great gift to the next generation because life is so fucking wonderful. Uh, you know, I think I it's something this. else. This is so much fun. Uh, yeah. If you told me to make a case for life not being sacred, I would say apocalypto. <laughs> life began and ended in a flash without your consent or choice or anything. You could get bit by a viper in the jungle and you're gone. Life was, ne- or medieval times. No one people told the snake just, that your life was sacred. People you were, were just, just encroaching on his yeah, turf and he bit your fucking face. Anything in nature. Life. It's just, it's just life. Deal it's not it. sacred. You're fucked. Death Here's a is, knife. You can go quickly. We gotta go. Death is around every corner. Life was cheap. We said that in that episode. Life was cheap. You could die in an instant for no reason. And there's, and I mean, I like the aspirational. Everyone moved on. Sorry, I like the aspirational to. tone of Interesting. appealing. Didn't expect to, to make that case. Appealing to the angels of our better nature and saying yeah. life can be sacred, beautiful, right. a wonderful experience. However, however, there is another Semicolon. side to this, and there is a dark side to our nature. Indeed, and Just didn't expect this. I love it, <laughs> and 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 it's up for debate. Is all I'm saying. You don't have to look far to see that life is a lot darker and a lot more complicated than this rosy sacred picture that you're trying to present. I think that. But you can't argue with someone who says that because they got God saying it. And they vote. But the same voters. So I heard, I can't take credit for this idea, but the idea that life is sacred and they will die on that hill but then once the baby's born to a poor unwed minority family that doesn't want it there's no support on a cold and they will vote morning, a baby. that's right they will vote against all welfare 
all health care. It's his not. Mama cries. Sorry, Sorry Chris. Gonna go Sorry. The whole thing. Sorry, I'm not going to sing a whole thing. It's just not <laughs> sacred anymore. Once it comes out, it's just another they bad do day. Man. Nothing to support it. They vote against welfare. Interesting. Against okay. The sacred amazingness of life. Okay. Stops once it once it becomes too expensive. Fucking to dollars okay. to make a life livable because it's so sacred. <laughs> okay. I did not. I'm staying true to your quote that you posted there. That I. It, we didn't even want to get into the whole is it a life or not right it's because that's not at issue and i'm not some kind of monster that's trying to deny that it's life it's, or and well, i'm not some kind of there's multiple issues the central uh, issue is body autonomy but bodily the, autonomy in okay, the interest but now of we're progressing about something through else. yes what we through the essay and through the thought processes we're all dealing with here so you would you made some allusions with an A to Clarence Thomas. You got a little chippy with Clarence Thomas, like it was him personally or something. Um, is that how you're feeling, or like what? Again, I have limited knowledge. I've listened to a few things. I know that Clarence Thomas oh, angry at women. I think I wrote down. You said something like he's angry at women. And maybe that was because they teased him on the playground or something. I know that he's going after gay rights, okay. birth control. Do you know that? It was in You've his, heard that. It was in his he's argument. Vo- he's voted the way he's voted. He's got a record. This, okay. Yeah, she's not misrepresenting Clarence Thomas. So it here's the part. in his argument. And what a hypocrite. Because he is enjoying the pleasures of people who fought gave their lives for civil rights and equality. I mean, I hate him so much, but what's your, what's well, your note? When I was on Friday, when I read that opinion and to be honest and fair, it's 200 and some pages. I made it to page 43. That's really good. The first eight pages are the syllabus as they call it. Oh my God. Which is an executive summary of the decision. And then the next 35 pages I read were all historical background. And I'm hearing the, 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 the sound bites you get are like, they went all the way back to medieval times to make this ruling, and so on. I disagree. There's a historical context for this. Hmm. This has been a contentious thing ever since there's been people. People have dealt with this. Picture any picture in the history book of any culture mm-hmm. the sumerians mm-hmm. in the fertile crescent between the tigris and euphrates Ooh. it's Egyptians. because sex is so good that's why uh, you will never uh, stop people from having sex for fun and people have always there's always been some <laughs> Ever. unwanted inconvenient uh unsanctioned if you will pregnancies and people have always wondered what do you do about that? Is, is it okay? It can. My point is, in reading that ruling, and I texted that night, later that night, I was watching a game or something, and I said, I think this is a good thing. 
Mm. It's going back to the States. Ah. And we might, and then on the bright side, we might have like a civic awakening, a civic renaissance, if you will, Mm. where people really get engaged and really like, you know, someone like me who's like tuning out and I don't think I voted last time or the time before that. I'm not sure. I thought you voted libertarian. Oh yeah, that's right. Don't blame me. I voted for the woman. Because uh, Xavier talked me into it. Xavier's like, Aww. I'm voting. Me and my friends are voting for the Libertarian. And I was like, Thank you, Xavier. Aww. Me too. Her name was Joe, right? I think her name is Joe. I'm glad your something. child convinced you to vote. Okay. That's kind of exciting. So good. Oh my actually. God. You really remember things. Holy shit. You got a good She's memory. <laughs> so, in reading the opinion and how how calm it is. There's no incendiary language. There is no shouting. It's calm. Well, that's lawyer speak. And right? what I get from the opinion is, you know, you've heard a thousand billion times, million trillion fucking times, that Roe v. Wade was like a poorly constructed legal uh, framework or precedent. Mm. And what I got, the, the gist of the opinion to me is, the court says, there is no law about this. Our job is to interpret laws and see if they're constitutional. Stop fucking bringing this to us. Take it back. And that's the part that I, as a constitutional libertarian dude uh, with a bit of a history background and so on, said, that's absolutely what should happen here. Stop fucking bringing this to us. We are not gods. We are not, uh, 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 we're not gods to decide this shit. Make a law, and then we've got something to talk about. But until then, stop bringing this to us. Over. Done. That's what I got out of it. And that's the course we're on now. They, when they decide something, it's decided. And that's where we're at now. I think that's a load of bullshit. Not what you're saying. I think what they're saying to disguise their political agenda. Okay. I think it's a load of horseshit to get something done politically. I think it's apolitical. To get slaps on the back and like. Oh. Well, certainly. Every case, every case, somebody's going to pat him on the back, and every case, someone's going to give him the finger. This is different. Okay. They wanted this for so very long as like some crazy victory that they could okay. whoop it up over and it would mean something. And that's why that's why I'm like calm down. Mm-hmm. Do not get excited about them yeah. thinking they have some crazy victory over this. Abortions will still happen. Protections will be put in place. This is like, um, it's sort of like, don't, you know how like in like a, um, a playground fight or something, it's Mm -hmm. like, don't let him see you cry about this. Right. Oh, okay. You're feeling a little bit of that. Kind of, because I feel like this is more about agenda Mm. than it is about them defining what's um, legal jurisdiction. They might be saying that's what it's about, but it's a, a ho- it's like horseshit. It, okay. it just is. And I don't buy it. Okay. What do you? Well, we disagree on that. 
I agree. I wouldn't have said it as concisely, but I'm, I just, I was going to say something to the effect of like, it smells like, you know, looking for a technicality, some sort of legal mm -hmm. technicality to push a political agenda there. These judges, you know, are whether they get appointed by a Republican president or a Democratic president matters in a way that it shouldn't. And when it comes to, you know, what's supposed to be an impartial judge. And mm -hmm. I don't know how to fix that either. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny? Um, Aaron Ryan. This better be funny. One of the <laughs> hosts of Hysteria, which is a um, crooked media pod. Mm. Pod Save America. Pod Save Offline. America and Love It or Leave It. Democrat. They are Democrats through and through. Mm. It's hosted by women. They talk about the legal stuff. They have Kirsten Gillenbrand, Gillenbrand mm -hmm. as a guest, and who who's a senator who ran Michigan. Who I I was gonna actually just play it for you guys because it was so beautiful and wonderful to hear just outraged senator just like. Oh, no, she's from New York. Wonderful. She's New York, I think. Um, but anyways, Erin Ryan, she's like, okay, when they were forming the branches of government and we're thinking, yeah, lifetime appointment and um, appointed by the uh, sitting president. And um, she's like, you know how like when you're moving, everything's in tiny, like really organized boxes and labeled. And then when you get to the end, you just kind of throw everything into a box and it's labeled miscellaneous or like misc. She's like, that's like the Supreme Court because they really did not think it through. Lifetime appointments <laughs> appointed by the sitting president. Why does everyone else have term limits or, you know, right? It's kind of like miscellaneous. Like they just ran out of steam. It was maybe like lunchtime or something. And. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's good. That sounds good. Let's just write that down. And like, that's what the Supreme Court is. It it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever to have lifetime appointments of how many is it? Seven? I don't know, to be honest. Constitutional scholar, Chris Adams. I'm sorry. It wasn't Nine. me. This was me. Listen, it was absolutely like, of course. And they're appointed. No, the, the reason for that. Because right now, Democrats have control of Every branch. Yes. Except the judicial Supreme Court. Okay. For Roe v. Wade to be overturned at a time when Democrats are in control of the government is, you could call it a check and balance. I would call it. There's no law, though. Insane. The There's no law. And this, this is the part I've been thinking about. Okay. The reason... If I, you know, leaning on my civics education, Portage Warriors, woo, <laughs> is that those what lifetime Portage Warriors, Portage Warriors. Oh. woo, uh, <laughs> so much here. Uh, yeah, a little school spirit there. Um, the uh, the in writing reason for that, or the what, what am I trying to say? The 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 reason for the lifetime appointments. For the logical reason is to outlast elected officials. I mean, whether you hate that or think it's stupid or 
I it's do out think it's because stupid. Because elected officials are going to turn over every so often. Mm-hmm. But these are the people that watch over the Constitution. Who? The Supreme the Court? The Supreme Court. While the red ties have it sometimes and the blue ties have it sometimes. That's the theory. That's the... That's why. But the assumption is, I put this in my writing, the assumption is that they will act diligently with wisdom. Yes. With morality in mind. Yes. With the greater good in mind, which they're not going to do. They don't care if they're popular. Also true. They don't. It's not about. They are serving a political party. Okay. That's what they're doing. Okay. That's we disagree on that. You think Full the stop. justices are just doing what they think is right? They said, stop bringing this to us because there's no law. It was, a, it was a, an opinion of this court in 1973 mm-hmm. that drew from various amendments, but there is no law here to deal with. And this is getting old. And it's time to change how this works. How does it look? Then? So it goes back to the states. How do you, don't they form the law? Who forms the law? Excuse me? Legislators. How does the Supreme Court say, we instead of overturning Roe v. Wade, we're going to continue to agree with it. Let's make it into a law. Who does that? The uh, state legislatures. The states have to do. Because I've heard people on Pod Save America saying, they're I kicking themselves. Yeah, I don't know. Because why didn't we get this right when Obama was in charge? Oh, right. They're like, Biden should have done this already. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think the federal government could just legalize abortion. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if that's how it goes. Hmm. But I've heard, as I hear that lament, I go, yeah, that's a convenient thing to think. But I don't think that's how it works. I don't think you can... And wouldn't they have done that if that was because it's so important, it's so central to the to the blue tie platform Hmm. that wouldn't they have done that if it was possible? You would think we got, you know, we got Obamacare. That was a big mess. That was a big fight that forced everyone to buy insurance. Nothing got cheaper. We just have to buy it now. Uh but I'm, I don't think that they could have, no matter who's president and how many houses you, if you have all the houses locked up, uh, I don't think you can just make a law that legalizes abortion in all 50 states. You know what? That's cha- unclear to me. You know what changed my mind a little bit about some of this is hearing that Radiolab episode about how New York cops... Yes. Did not legally have to protect someone that was being murdered right in front of their eyes. They were under no legal obligation to intervene. And someone was being stabbed to death right in front of them. They didn't intervene. They hid behind a door. And when it was brought to court, the court was like. They made sure they got Antonin Scalia's voice asking. What property was destroyed or damaged? To serve and protect is like an idea, but it's not actually legally what they're required to do. And in order for them to legally intervene, they need to be asked, they need to respond, and they need to see, like, you need to say, hey, I'm being stabbed to death, and this guy's going to kill me if you don't help me. And then the cops need to say, we'll help you. 
And then it, there needs to be like an exchange of information and the threat needs to be imminent. Like there's all these requirements mm -hmm. for the law to say, we'll protect you. Other than that, it's kind of voluntary. And that made me rethink this. And I forget what amendment they were laboring through in that case. I don't remember either. But it did make me think about laws basically being in place to make sure the baseline of like protections are in place, but nothing yes. really above that. Mm -hmm. So like, don't kill each other. That's a law. It's a good one. Mm -hmm. Don't rape each other. Also good. But like abortion. Consent. It's big. You got to get that consent. Abortion is gray. Mm -hmm. I can understand how they would say, this is gray. It's not law worthy. States handle it. Like, I get it. I'm not saying it's right because it represents, it's like some, first of all, I think the general population misunderstands what this represents. They're thinking laws should protect us in terms of our bodily autonomy. Like laws should prevent us from being um, taken advantage of in terms of our mm. ability to govern our own bodies. And I don't know if laws do that. Like I'm thinking of the gay, for real, my dad was like, if you make a law that goes beyond males and females marrying each other, it opens the door for people to marry mm -hmm. absolutely anything or anyone. We still hear that. That's so one man and one woman. I disagree. On one side. But he's saying from the law perspective, mm -hmm. as soon as there's a precedent yes. for any other thing other than what's already the thing, it's like it can be mayhem. So I'm sort of, I think we misunderstand what laws are for and like what the legal system is for and what mm -hmm. the justice system is for. Mm -hmm. And we either need to restructure the justice system so that it's for what we'd like it to be for, or we need more education to say... We could all use a civics class. Fucking, yeah. Because it's really hard to understand. We're smart people, and mm. it's difficult to understand. Like electoral colleges and... Mm why the popular vote doesn't necessarily mean that that's who's the president. Mm -hmm. More people in the United States voted for person B, but person B is not president. What the fuck? How does that work? I There's so many things that don't make sense at all. But to a lot of people, maybe you included, when your guy wins, it doesn't matter. It's fine. None of It's this, when you don't win. That's when it's a problem. None of it feels fine. For people. I think I just have a problem being governed. Mm. And Perhaps. I like protection. Now that I don't remember, I listened to that one. Yeah. About the, the case. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I took from that, with my constitutional hat on, this was post Friday decision, right? That was after I had my I had my Supreme Court Constitution hat mm -hmm. firmly in place when I was listening to that. I don't know. In my Constitution ears. It might have. Been it was. Before. No, it was on Saturday. 
was on Saturday. I was in my office listening to it. It was okay. on Saturday. And uh, yeah, what the fuck was I doing in my office? Isn't this a free country? Uh, Combs and Associates. Uh, when I listen to that, though, when, and I've listened to a number of those uh, more perfect. Mm-hmm. They have a number. The Radiolab franchise has a, has a Supreme Court specific ones. Yeah. Is you do have to put on different glasses to, to read that stuff and mm-hmm. listen to it. Because it isn't just like, well, shouldn't we all just be, shouldn't everything just work out? Right. And it's, they are these referees, if you will, that read, you know, I, I sit around and watch Antonin Scalia on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> trying to get a person who's, who's reached that level, what their view of their job is it's Mm -hmm. just it's just fascinating to listen to it's it's listening to a surgeon talk about the body it's their knowledge of law and what their perceived role in it all is is just fascinating to me and when i heard that case and i forget what the amendments they were citing uh and where police power comes from i i you know i i i like me some constitution but i i don't know that Mm -hmm. clause what I thought was, well, that was written in a time when people were armed and people had the right to keep and bear. The right to keep and bear arms was a lot fresher back right. in whatever year that was mm-hmm. so that when the shit went down, you fucking shot the person or, you know, when there was conflict sure. and life was in danger, people acted in their own interest. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought of it. I didn't think of it in like the, because the, the, the radio lab pod just made it all so sad. And it is. It's terribly sad. But they didn't look at it from that perspective. I look at it as an this, education. This came from a different time. And it all comes from a different time. It does. And it's done some really good things for us, too. That's, so the idea that it all needs to be flushed so that we can get to the right answer faster, it's done some really good things, too. It's pulled humanity out of the dark ages in a lot of ways, too. I wonder... I don't think I have the intellectual and it's messy. fortitude to read through the whole argument and opinion. The, but you're saying they're asking for it to be a law? Yes. Why would they have it? I'm going to have to cut this out because I sound like an idiot because I don't know. The case that brought this to the attention of the court again was what? It was, I don't know who Dobbs is, versus uh, an abortion provider in Mississippi. Okay. And this is, you know what? This is when it would be good to Google because it's, yeah. this is, might as well get this part right. Sure. Uh Something about 15 weeks, though. Somebody wanted 15 weeks as the cutoff. Okay. And they brought this to the Supreme Court. Okay. Or you don't just bring it to the Supreme Court. Lower courts push it up the chain. They yeah. say, this is above us. This is too big for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it gets in the pool of cases that the court chooses. Mm-hmm. So there's where somebody who thinks it's politicized could be like, oh, they chose this. Of course they did. Okay. 
Dobbs versus and Jackson's Women's House. I would argue whatever happened in Mississippi was done intentionally too to place it perhaps that's, on the path. Oh, that's that's a whole different part of the discussion. Is that ever since Roe v. Wade got passed, they've been trying. Both sides have been entrenched on keeping it intact and overturning it, mm-hmm. and back and forth we go. Perfect opportunity right Hatfields now. and McCoys mm-hmm. back and forth. Oh my God! The case was about the constitutionality of a 2018 Mississippi state law that banned most abortion operations after the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. Jackson Women's Health Organization, Mississippi's only abortion clinic had sued Thomas E. Dobbs, state health officer with the Mississippi State Department of Health, in March of 2018. Lower courts had prevented enforcement of the law with preliminary injunctions. The injunctions were based on the ruling in Planned Parenthood v. Casey from the 90s, which had prevented states from banning abortion before fetal viability, generally within the first 24 weeks, on the basis that a woman's choice for abortion during that time, is protected by rights to privacy under the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. So there's your case. And Planned, rewind it and listen again if you need to hear Planned that again. Planned Parenthood brought it to court? Jackson Women's Health Organization, Mississippi's only abortion clinic, sued Thomas E. Dobbs, a state health officer with the State Department of Health. He was trying to enforce the state law that... Oh, this gets, this gets twisted, doesn't it? Because... That prevents abortion after the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. Sure. And so they have a law. This case... Is based on a state law. And it got no, kicked. No, I'm instantly sounding like I'm over my skis here, but I am. So it kicked up and kicked up and kicked up. Lower the courts Supreme Court. had prevented enforcement of the law with preliminary injunctions. The injunctions were based on the ruling in Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which had prevented states from banning abortion before fetal viability. Hi, I see. I'm going to have to do a little research Generally within on this the first 24 because weeks. I still don't understand how this court making it, this case making it to the Supreme Court somehow in conjunction overturned something that was decided 40 years ago in the Supreme Court. And so does this mean? I have to read up a little bit more. Because now states, states do have abortion laws. So are we just. All states have abortion laws. They're either one way or the other. I don't know if they all do. You don't think? You think well, I know the ones that ban it do. Some are unlegislated. But does this just mean a flood of cases now to be fought over those old laws? Roe v. Wade just prevented all these state laws from being enforced, I suppose. Um, and now that it's been overturned, we're going to fight it out state by state, courthouse by courthouse. Right. I mean, I, I guess. All right, tracking the states where abortion is now banned. Uh, hmm. I'm going to find a map because it's more than I thought. A lot more. Mm-hmm. These states have banned abortion. It's, oh boy, this is going to test my geography because they're not labeled. Idaho, 
Wyoming, <laughs> Utah, Arizona. Sorry, Chris, give us the capitals of those two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, state and North capital, Dakota, please. South Dakota. Oh, man. All of the South. Indiana? That can't be right. Wasn't Indiana one of the ones? Oh, no, it was Michigan. Oh, Illinois is okay. Illinois is okay. Yeah? It's, a, it's fucking a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of states. Which, okay. It just basically... I bet I could name them all. This is what it does. It tells us where we're at. And the next the next note I had here, and I don't know that, because now it is, there is a state law in at play here. And I, now I guess I need to read the rest of that decision. I oh. only made it 43 pages. Now I got to make it to the rest and get all the way to 213 or whatever it is. What it feels like to me is... So that I fully understand it. Good luck with that, Dan. We, it, it's the same thing that happened with, for a lot of people when Trump was elected. We thought we were living in one country, but then something happened and it's like a reality check. It's like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And now it's happening again. Mm-hmm. When you look at that map and you're like, I thought most people, in, just for practical reasons, were in favor of abortion. People have sex all the time. There's unwanted pregnancies all the time. Uh, I thought we kind of all agreed that abortion was just sort of a necessary thing. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the state map and you're like, Half the country, state-wise, is outlawing abortion. What's going on? You know what I think that is? Where do I live? I think that's a bubble. Yeah. You don't listen to, like, right-wing stuff. No. Or conservative stuff or pro-life stuff or, 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 or. I don't listen to... You live in Madison. I know. Where everybody's liberal and everybody thinks the same, more or less, as far as you know. Yeah. But it, I am in a bubble. This is a bubble. This is a bubble. What do you do when you disagree with your government? Uh, maybe we should talk about it off air. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Me while I play as a fly enthusiasm aimed at your indifference Scan the floor for one tap and do a bobbin here Very signal coming back on the same line for Rick frequency wavelength How's the reception connection? Don't flip the dial, that's your performance Here's commercial free Here's commercial free Only thing for sale up here is me and my CD Feel free to catch up on all times at the top of your lungs Got a mic and I can turn it up but I can't turn you down Got a mic when I need a new remote I want it click Point click, flip around, fold it, more appreciation from the crowd participation. Would it be too much entirely to expect a little respect? Would it be too much entirely? What if what to say is true? Less is more. More is what I'm telling you. 